Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Pop the popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hey, friends. Hey. What you drinking? I'm drinking cranberry juice. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Truly. Love that for you. (laughs) I feel like that's become my new podcast beverage because when I drink wine, it's like a little much. Mm -hmm. But if I'm drinking water, like, I feel kind of basic. So I like... Wow, just drag me for drinking water all the time. You're pregnant. You kind of have to. Well, and we film this in your home studio, so I don't have, like, lemonade and tea and things right. to choose from. So it's usually, like, lemon, or it's usually water. Yeah. So cheers. Woo! Ding, ding. There we go. Um, What is your unpopular opinion today? I started Ooh. last time, so you start today. What is my... Oh, I remember what mine is. <laughs> mine is that Meet the Robinsons is the best Disney movie of all time. Oh, my God. Period. Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, I, sorry, nothing else holds a candle to it. Is Chicken Little a Disney movie? Because I know you love Chicken Little. Is Chicken Little a Disney movie? I'm, I don't I, know. I love Chicken Little. I also love a bee movie. I love any story that's about, like, a small, like, like physically small male protagonist who's just, like, a nerd. Like, the, <laughs> like, like their family hates them. They're down and out. So do you love Napoleon Dynamite? I do love Napoleon Dynamite. Because that's literally the but plot. But also, he's not, like, physically small. Like, yeah. we're talking about a bee, a chicken, a child. So you would like it better if he was, like, really short? I would like it better if he was, like, a hamster. <laughs> Can we remake Napoleon Dynamite? 2020 remake, hamster? Poppy is Napoleon Dynamite. That would be a great Halloween costume for her. Oh, you should make her Napoleon Dynamite. That would be so just, cute. Okay. i sure this is about for Pedro. But here's the thing. Okay, I will agree that Meet the Robinses is an underrated movie. Okay. I like I like it. I enjoy it. Bowler Hat Guy, great 10 out of 10 twist villain. Um, I would not say it's the best Disney movie. I was expecting you wouldn't agree with me on that, but I appreciate that you appreciate the movie. Yeah. Because Kyle just says it's trash. See, I don't think it's trash. I do enjoy it. Like, for a long time, I said that, like, if I had a boy, his name would be Lewis, and if we had a girl, her name would be Eloise. Partially because the protagonist in Meet the Robinson, his <laughs> name is Lewis. <laughs> Which, like, love that. Love Meet what the Robinsons. What do you love about Meet the Robinsons Everything. so much? Like, give me, like, a, a, a like a bullet point list. First of all, time travel. So cool. Second of all, his parents hate him. He's an orphan. 
love that for him we love like a struggling a struggling protagonist yeah and i just it's just so good it's just so good it's so heartwarming i love i love everything about it it's just the best movie sorry <laughs> i mean i will say mommy here we go again it's the best movie of all time but meet the robinsons is the best disney movie so would your ranking of like every movie ever be like mama mia here we go again meet the robinsons chicken little <laughs> maybe the greatest showman's in there too somewhere but yes also kind of going off of that yeah. i feel like sequels are usually better than the first movie like think Ooh. mama mia think shrek think shrek 2 know. is the best sequel ever i'm yeah. not even gonna say just the best shrek movie like, i need a hero the fairy godmother version is the best karaoke song iconic hands down so good <laughs> anyways what's your unpopular opinion? um my unpopular opinion is that millennials my generation your generation mm -hmm. need to stop hating on gen z so much and calling them cringy just because they like to like dab and they like Fortnite and they like jake paul and like TikTok. tiktok like we clown on them so much but we, I can't believe you just said we clown on we them. We do. Who are, are you Cody Co? We What's do. Happening? We clown on them. This is Tiny Meat Gang. <laughs> this is Tiny Meat Gang from uh, Two Vegetarians. Yeah. <laughs> this is Two tiny, Female this Vegetarians. This is Tiny Faux Meat Gang. <laughs> tiny Beyond Beef Gang. <gasps> Can we make merch that says Tiny Beyond Beef Gang? I guess we couldn't because Beyond Meat wouldn't approve it. Maybe we could like do a collab with them <gasps> like Forever 21 Dream style. Dream collab. Bella is licking my foot right now. Like that you, is so aggressive. She's like aggressive. I feel violated. I'm trying. I keep trying to move it, and she keeps just it. following me. I like that you just called Bella. Well, it. I'm I was moving my foot, but oh. also like yeah, move Bella. It. it. <laughs> um. But yes, I. She's looking my knee. Bella, knock it off. Um. <laughs> so, so you just think we shouldn't bully the preteens? No. Okay. Here's the thing. Yes. Oh no, no. She's looking. <laughs> me. Can she come up on the table? Sure. She really wants to Bring come her up on the table. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bella. Bella. Oh no. Oh no, she's trapped <laughs> in the wires. Okay, maybe not the best idea. Um, okay. So yes, I had a good laugh at that video of the two TikTok stars doing a silent dance battle at VidCon. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Carrie and I laughed at it. But I would never go as far as some people to like quote tweet it and be like, This is what's wrong with the generation. It's like, you know what I was doing when I was eleven? Like kissing the photos of Joe Jonas on my bedroom wall. I had like a shrine to Joe Jonas. Like I love that. For you. I mean, I, I I was an eleven year old. Like eleven year olds, you know, eleven year olds love Joe Jonas. They do, and now they love you know TikTok and and Jake Paul and whoever else. Oh and yeah, God. maybe I don't get what they like. I don't pretend to get what you know ten and eleven year olds like. But like just making fun of them and saying what they like is stupid is exactly what like the previous generations do to millennials. Mm -hmm. That we are always like, oh, people don't understand millennials. So it's like. Maybe we should be a little bit more forgiving of the TikTok stars doing a silent dance battle. I agree. I feel like TikTok to Gen Z is like avocado toast to millennials. Agree. And I love avocado toast. It's a great, really, really great analogy. So <laughs> so that's the that on that. So those unpopular opinions are completely unrelated to our topic at hand today. <gasps> oh, before we get into oh, our topic. update. Bump day. Bump day. We need like a theme song. Do, 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 do. So Bump this day. isn't like a, a week... This isn't, like, based on the week that I am. This is just, like, a fun, fun prego pat fact. Packed. 
But this is a fun pregnancy pact. Um, I'm in. <laughs> oh, no. The comments are going to be all about you being pregnant then. I'm not She's pregnant. not. I'm not trying to be pregnant. I'm also, in- just stop commenting about it. It makes me so mad. I'm I'm happy to take my time right now as, like, the crazy aunt. Like, yes. that's, that's my time right now. Just because you're a woman in your 20s and you're married and you own a house. And my best and- friends are both going to yeah. be moms. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you need to have babies anytime soon. So stop commenting anyways i don't mind it as much but i know but i just feel like i don't want people to pressure you because if people pressure you too much then you actually will wait a long time and then well that's true because i am someone who like really pushes back on pressure yes where like if everyone is telling me don't get pregnant i'd be like well maybe see i I want everyone to comment and be like sierra please don't get pregnant and then then you'll be like like, hey (laughs) i mean i do want kids i just like I, I've, and I've literally said this for the past three years. I yeah. wanted both you and Kenzie to have kids before mm-hmm. me. I, I mean, always said that. We're almost there. So I, I mean, also just to quell the comments for a little while, Stephen and I are going to Mexico this month. If mm-hmm. you're watching this, we have already gone to Mexico. You can't try within three months of going to Mexico because of Zika virus. Mm-hmm. So you guys can know that for at least three months, we will not be trying for a child. Totally. Anyways, Woo-hoo. bump date. Bump date. Babies can cry in the womb. I think that is shocking. I like to picture your little fetus just like throwing a temper tantrum. Like, in why there. do they? Why are they crying? What are they? Sa- like, okay. are they mad? Like, <laughs> like the other day, I was joking that I'm gonna get like those headphones for your bump, and I'm just gonna play like show tunes so that like they come out and they like love theater. But like, what if you played like on my own over and over again, or like Memory from Cats? They were like, just sobbing. Yeah. You just, they're really empathetic Here's when they the come thing. out of the womb. I get babies crying when they come out of the womb because the womb is nice and warm and comfortable and the world is terrifying. But when you're in the womb, what do you have to cry about? I know. You have everything you need. You have nutrients. It's warm. You get, you don't have to wear pants. No. You don't even have to poop. <laughs> Sometimes pooping is fun. It is. It's kind of therapeutic. <laughs> My stepdad is going to text me and be like, I had to turn it off when you said pooping is fun. That is too far. But anyways. But, okay, our- here's the thing. So, you know how people call someone, like, a crybaby? Yeah. When they're, like, you know, a, a crybaby. I think the step above that should be a cry fetus. Like, you're a cry fetus. Bella keeps, like, licking my toes. Oh, my gosh. This is... <laughs> this podcast is really, really... Degrading. Derailed. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, I love that, though. That means they're, like, yeah. developing, like, emotion and they can, like, express themselves. Yeah. At 13 weeks, they could start frowning and grimacing. Like, a couple weeks earlier, they could start, like, making facial expressions. But for some reason, 13 weeks is when they could start making, like, negative faces. (laughs) When can they start, like, So I just imagine, like, I have a friend who last night at dinner told me he doesn't like Hamilton. I just like to imagine my baby in the womb, like, (laughs) how dare you say you don't like Hamilton? (laughs) Because, like, that's what I'm doing. I love that. I should just play, like, Eye of the Tiger for them so they come out fighting. No, you should play I Need a Hero (laughs) from Shrek 2. And then your baby will come they out come and be out. like, ah, I, I need a hero. That would be the greatest gift. It would be so good. Oh, love, love that. Love that. I love that. Anyways, our topic at hand. So we're going to be talking about all things weddings. Yes. But kind of focusing on like the good parts and the bad parts. That way, if you're planning on getting married, if 
you're ever going to get married, you can, like, take some advice from us. And if you have gotten married in the last couple of years, you can, like, really. Well, and the thing is, I think a lot, when a lot of people talk about their wedding, it's either, like, all positive, like, it was the most beautiful Mm -hmm. day, it was romantic, it was amazing, or it's, like, here's everything that went wrong with my wedding day, which is a common video I've seen. And we kind of want to just do both. Like, we're going to start from the engagement, go all the way through, like, the honeymoon, Mm -hmm. and say our, you know, the things that went well and the things that we wish would have been different. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think starting off before we even got engaged, both of us went ring shopping with Stephen and Kyle. Yes. Which, for me, was a really important thing. Yeah, me too. I loved it. I thought, first of all, it was super romantic and exciting because I think, for me, the idea of a proposal being, like, the first time someone's actually proposing the idea of marriage is terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, Kyle and I had so many conversations for months and months and months leading up to it of, like, hey, do you want to get married before, like, the actual proposal happened? Right. And so, for us, like, ring shopping, like, my ring is something I'm going to wear on my hand every day until i die yeah so like i want to like it well one of the things that i think is you know kind of messed up with the whole idea of a proposal being the first time someone is proposing this idea Mm -hmm. of being together forever is the person doing the proposing usually the man gets forever to think about this idea yeah and process it and weigh the pros and cons and then usually the woman who's getting proposed to has to just Snap judgment on the mm-hmm. spot. Decide yes or no. Yes. That is ridiculous. So Stephen and I, same, had many, many conversations leading up to it. He still wanted the actual proposal to be a surprise, mm-hmm. which I fully, you know, accepted yeah. and was like, totally, that's fine And with then me. you had like a couple of ring options, right? You didn't narrow yes. down like, this is for sure the ring. Yeah. I mean, our main thing was we wanted to go ring shopping to get my finger size mm-hmm. um, to kind of like pop that cherry so that yeah. Steven it didn't seem so scary walking to a, a ring store for Steven totally. and to figure out a style I liked because I had no idea what kind of style that I liked and mm-hmm. when we went in and tried on a bunch of rings in our price range we figured out my favorite was like the three stone um because it's first of all it's supposed to be like the past like the present and eternity of oh, like all the I didn't know that yeah. that's so sweet and then also um, my mom has a three stone ring and so does my grandma and then I really liked the way it looked on my finger. And I was just like, okay, you know, I really like this. And and when we went ring shopping, I, um, I like, I tried on a three stone ring that I really liked. And I had said to Steven, like, it doesn't have to be this ring. Just, I like a three stone ring. So yeah. when you decide to go shopping, that's what I like. And I liked the white gold instead of like the traditional gold. Yeah. And um, I thought that that was just, you know, like putting out feelers. He bought a ring, that that exact ring, that day, like, while I was in the shop. That is crazy. And left with it in his pocket. And then we had another appointment to go to, like... Go, Steven. I That's know. some, like, what's it called? BDE? Is that how you say, like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say without not being monetized? Yes, I think so. That's, think like, so. a big power move. Yeah, that's a like, power move. She's in the other room. I'm gonna buy it. Let's get it. She likes it. Let's do We're it. doing it. That's um, commitment. But we had another appointment at like Zales or something, like one yeah. of the because this was like a like local boutique. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like we should go. Like we have an appointment. And he, I thought he was getting cold feet about mm-hmm. proposing, because he kept being like, let's get frozen yogurt. Let's not go. Let's go home and watch a movie. Let's go like do something else. Like I, in my mind, I was like all right he you know we went and looked at these rings and he got scared off and he doesn't want to propose anymore but what actually was going on is he was worried I was gonna fall in love with another ring that and is he would have so already bought it interesting I didn't know that <laughs> yeah wow yeah so then he bought the ring that day 
we had planned on getting engaged around the June area because that's Mm -hmm. when he was going to be graduating from college. And so we were like, okay, perfect. Like when, or it wasn't graduating because he had one more semester. It was like he was finishing the school year. Mm -hmm. It's like, cool, that's a good time to get engaged. So he had told me it would be June at the earliest. He proposed in April. So I was very caught off guard. It was earlier than I thought. But you did have some inklings that he was going to propose earlier. Because I remember we went on a Mexico trip with the four of us. And the whole time you were like, is he going to propose? Well, I thought it was like for sure he was proposing on that Mexico trip. Yeah. Because we were with you and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Kyle had just moved in together. Yeah. So this was like our first trip as a couple together. Yeah. Um, and you were there. Mm-hmm. So I thought for sure my best friend is here. She's going to, you know, take a photo while, like, it happens. Yeah. It's going to be romantic on the beach. I was so certain. Oh, what Bruce is happening? Oh, I thought um, that was a fart. No. <laughs> I was not sure if that was Bruce no, growling, growling or Carly Bella. farting. Um, <laughs> both. Um, so I for sure thought it was going to happen in Mexico. Yeah. And Skylar told me, like, dead ass. She was like, he is not proposing don't think that's gonna happen because then you won't enjoy the rest of the trip and I told her that before because I talked to him before and then the first night him and I had been drinking and so we like went out on the patio and I like I literally turned to him and I was like are you proposing like I need to and he's like yes I am but not on this trip Mm -hmm. like here's my plan here's whatever and I like went inside and was like Sierra for realsies like he didn't bring the ring it's for sure not happening and then that trip was in, like, the last week of March mm-hmm. because it fell on your birthday. Yeah. And then he proposed, like, April 8th. So it was only, like, two weeks later. Now, yeah. let's tell your proposal story. Well, so, first of all, with ring shopping. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I did go with Kyle. I will say, I would recommend, like, if you want to go to a boutique, that's fun. We ended up getting ours, like, from, like, a smaller store. But I think you should go to a big store first because we lived in North Hollywood at the time. So we went to like the downtown LA like jewelry district. Mm -hmm. And so every store we went into was like very, very expensive and very like customized and like bougie. And Mm. I think that made it extra intimidating because we were walking in being like, hey, we're just looking like we're going to get engaged soon, but he's not buying a ring today. And then it was all these people being like, here's a $50,000 ring. Like, try it on. Oh, lead like, with the budget. Yeah, that's for sure. would be one of my pieces of advice, too. Because mm-hmm. if you try, it's the same thing with wedding dress shopping. Yeah. Don't try on a dress that's not in your budget. Yes. There's no, like, I just want to see, don't just see. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and also, I think for both of us, it worked out that, like, I think it's fun to go wedding ring shopping, but, like, I liked having a little bit of mystery going into it. So I went into it and was like, okay, this is for sure the style I like, mm-hmm. but let's order it in rose gold. Let's get like a morganite instead of a diamond. Let's like adjust this and this. And so in doing that, I knew that I liked what I was getting, but I like had only seen it in silver. I'd only seen it with a diamond. You so had never seen still, the actual ring. Yeah. So I feel like that was still like a fun, exciting thing, but yeah. I knew I was going to like it. Right. So for our engagement stories. Yes. Well, first of all, there are like vlog slash videos of both of our experiences yeah and i will link both of those in the description if you want to see like how it actually went yeah (laughs) do you want to tell yours first yeah so like i said i didn't know it was gonna happen then but i knew it was coming Mm -hmm. so we went on a hike steven um got down on one knee on the hike proposed he had friends who I didn't know who were like students at his school so Mm -hmm. like I had never met them but he spent a lot of time with them posing as like tourists 
with their cameras. So, Aww. like, they were, like, taking photos of everything, but I thought they were just, like, some tourists taking photos. Yeah. And then, so we had all these photos, which was amazing, and then both of our families ran out, and it was really, really ro- romantic, and I think for me... I wanted a proposal that was really special. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it being in public, but yeah. I didn't want like... A flash mob. A f- yes. <laughs> I didn't want like a jumbotron proposal. Totally. Um, and again, I think the propo- the word proposal is kind of funny because there was nothing really being, being proposed. proposed. <laughs> it was like a confirmation of like, yes. hey, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. And, yeah. and I, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Honestly, there was no bad parts about my proposal. Nothing I would change. That's so sweet. It was just amazing. What about I yours? I love that. Um, mine was at Disneyland, which was super fun. I feel like we've told this story a million times, but I'll tell it again. <laughs> so Sierra and I went to Disneyland for the day, like just the two of us. And I was like positive that Kyle was going to propose that weekend. Like I was just so sure of it. And I like got really mad throughout the day because Sierra was going out of town. So I kept being like, if you're not going to be there, like who's going to take the photos? Like in my brain, it was like, we are going to like go to the woods or go wherever and then like you would be there and take photos or Jessica would be there and take photos and like both of you were out of town. That was the only time in my life I've straight up lied to you. Like I straight up lied. Like wow. hardcore lied. Like you were like he hasn't talked to you about it and I was just like no. Like I, and I started acting like upset. I was like honestly I'm like kind of hurt that like Kyle like hasn't told me or like asked me like you know yeah. Kyle and I are so close and like he hasn't mentioned it to me. So like I don't know ma- you know maybe he's not going to do it. Like I was purposely Totally. misleading you <laughs> and so we were like we spent the whole day at disneyland had a disneyland beer it was great and then we like went to the ferris wheel and i was like going to take pictures of sierra and she was like no like you go up there like i'm going to take a picture of you and i was like no like i don't want a picture of me like i'm not going up there and you were like get, get up over there. there and so i was like facing the ferris wheel and i turned around and kyle was like on his knee with the ring and i was I literally, there's a picture of me. I, like, covered my face with my sweater and ran away because I didn't even process that, like, it was Kyle because he, like, tagged himself on Facebook at, like, a movie with his friend up in North Hollywood and, like, he wasn't there all day. So I just thought there was, like, a random man, like, suddenly, like, a foot away from me. And so in my brain, I was like, danger, danger, like, there's a stranger here. Run away. And then I, like, processed, like, a second later that it was Kyle. So then I was like, oh, like, what are you doing here and he had planned like a whole speech of like will you go on this adventure with me this that and the other and he just like absolutely did not get to say any of it because I was like just more shocked than anything um so it was really beautiful and like Disneyland is a really special place for us but I would say maybe like a little less surprise (laughs) would be good if you're planning a proposal yeah just like even knowing that the person is there because I think that like the surprise of it made it really fun because I don't really get to like like be surprised that much in life like I plan everything right so that was really fun but I do think I was like double surprised because I was so surprised that he was there and I wanted to know the logistics of like how you guys planned it and I do feel like I focused a little less on the fact that like I just got engaged and more on like, oh my God, let me see your guys' texts. Like, how, how did, did you, you do plan this? this? You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I feel that. Like, you would have, like, it would have, it might have been better if you knew he was there. Yeah. Because the, the first surprise was, oh my gosh, Kyle, what are you doing here? And then the second pri- surprise was like, and you're proposing. Totally. Okay. So then right after you pro- he proposed, yes. what was like the first big wedding planning things that you guys did? 
Um, well, I think for both of us, like the engagement party. Right. And so Skylar's uh, engagement was exactly a year. Yes. You got married on the same day yeah, you got engaged, which right? Which we totally didn't plan at all. And then it like popped up in my Facebook memories. And yeah. I was like, oh, I guess we got engaged exactly a year ago. That's fun. Which is so cool. But so we both had engagement parties, which yeah. not everyone does, but yeah. I think was really fun. I thought it was a really good way, especially because me and Steven's engagement was a year and a half. So it was a little bit longer. Yeah. And I think it was a good way to celebrate with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the, my favorite things about weddings um is getting to be around all the people that love you one of the like half jokes that I always say is like the only time all the people you love are going to be in a room together is your wedding and your funeral and Mm -hmm. you're not going to be alive for your funeral so you might as well enjoy it for your wedding totally and I feel like any excuse to like get together with family and have like a barbecue yeah it's like a great thing and we didn't have like extravagant expensive barbecues like yours was in your grandma's backyard mine was in my parents backyard and it was just nice we like did a lot of DIYs leading up to it Mm -hmm. you and I went thrifting for all of like the fun little things for my engagement party I will say first bad thing is I think that I don't know if it happened for you but at least for me the engagement party was the first thing where I like really had to send out invitations and decide who's invited and I think my least favorite thing with weddings is like guest list drama well and anyone that you invite to your engagement party you have to invite to your wedding totally. like no matter what no matter if you have a huge falling out to that person you can't invite someone to an engagement party and not invite them to the wedding I mean even like there were some people that like Steven was doing an activity with at the time or that I was who we were really close to at the time of the engagement party and then when the wedding came around you know like maybe we wouldn't have been as close to them I mean there were some people that were at my engagement party that were not invited to my wedding but that's a whole separate thing yeah that's family drama I feel like that's different but I think that it is hard that if you have a friend or a co-worker where you're like oh just come it's this weekend then like a year and a half later you're obligated to pay like 50 or 60 bucks for them to like be at your wedding and And take up a seat probably yeah (laughs) so like 120 bucks depending but it is a whole it is a whole to do I think the engagement party also also showed Stephen and I how important it is to like be present Mm -hmm. because we realized at the end of our engagement party we had only spent maybe 30 minutes together because we were running around both trying to see everyone and at the end of that night I remember Stephen and I having a conversation where he's like I feel like this really made me prepared for the wedding Mm -hmm. knowing that like I need to take advantage of spending time like with us together and yeah it's good to like see everyone but also like our you know this is our day and we need to make sure that we both have a lot of time together and so I think the engagement party was kind of a good like practice (laughs) and also I think for me my engagement party taught me that like not everything has to be perfect I think like even Kyle and I built like a giant donut wall and all sorts of things for our engagement party and I was so focused on like because I'm very focused on like the aesthetics of things and making sure that like my like I spent like hours making like my engagement party playlist and making sure that like everything happened and we got there and like the speakers weren't working and like someone had put out some decor that I hadn't bought and you know like things happen and life happens and I think that was like the first event that I went to where I was like oh things are gonna go wrong on my wedding day oh yeah and like that's not what it's about you can't get wrapped up in it that's one of I think the biggest piece of advice I would give to anyone who's getting married do not fixate on the details Mm -hmm. because you know what things are gonna go wrong on your wedding day no matter how perfectly you plan and if you stress about the wrong flowers getting delivered or your dress not being as perfect as you thought 
those aren't the things you remember when you look back at your wedding day also i feel like i can't emphasize enough your wedding is about the marriage yes not about the wedding yeah wedding is just a celebration of the marriage one day yeah like you spend a year a year and a half however many months planning your wedding and it's like a huge thing people like have giant books that they buy about it people hire wedding planners and the reality is is that it's one day and it's a party yeah. And I like marriage is such a special thing. Weddings are a special thing. But I think it's important to have that perspective because I feel like people get lost in the hubbub of it all. Yeah. Like even things like bridesmaid dresses. Mm-hmm. That's just what your closest friends are going to wear at your party. Yeah. That's all it is. It's great if they look cute in pictures. It's great if everyone feels comfortable in them. But the reality is, like, don't make people buy, like, a $600 dress. Yeah. Because you're not even going to care about their dress on that day. Right. Like, Well, and that's another thing. I think wedding planning is a good prerequisite to marriage because Mm -hmm. it forces you to work together and compromise um, and delegate as Mm -hmm. well. And it helps you learn to work with the other person's family. Yeah. You know? One of the things I talk about a lot when I'm talking to, like, people in my life that aren't married but are in serious relationships is I feel like marriage is, like, 60%, like, love and passion and being soulmates and being forever like emotionally connected and 40% like being life partners yeah 40% of it's like living together and dealing with like deaths and car crashes and insurance and clogged toilets and like the reality of like spending so much of your time with them potentially like raising kids buying a property like you have to be life partners and so I feel like wedding planning can be a good like prerequisite to make sure that like you're on the same page with that oh for sure and then okay so the big wedding planning things what was the hardest thing for you with wedding planning Ooh, it'll take me a second i'll go first do you have something that you can the guest list and Mm. the seating chart because we had like a big like formal dinner with a seating chart i got in the biggest fight with my dad over the seating chart and i still think i'm in the right and dad if you're watching this i know you still think you're in the right But getting the seating chart perfect was really difficult because it was like, this person doesn't like this person. We don't want this person to be at a table with no one they know. This person's going to feel snubbed if they're not at this table. So we literally had like my seating chart like like Chromecasted to the TV with like my whole family sitting around so we could get like everyone's input. We finally got it perfect. Like the table numbers, the positions of the tables, who's at every table – And we set it up so that all of Steven's family's tables were even numbered and all my family's tables were odd numbered. We had like the high numbers on one side, the low numbers on another. Mm -hmm. Very exact. We finally get it perfect. And my dad goes, I want to be table number one. And I was like, well, you're table number two because we have Steven's family being odd numbered and you guys being even. No, we want to be table number one. Well, and Steven's family's at, because we had like one family table with like both of our parents. He's like, well, Steven's family's at this table. Why can't we make our table number one? And I was like, dad, do you really care that much about being table number one? I was like, I, I'm saying it calmly now. I was livid. I was like screaming, which is so ridiculous to scream over a literal number. But, but I was so you mad. put so much hard work into it and it was such like a minute thing. And then, so finally in the end, I just switched the number and one of the tables was in the wrong place. So it was number one instead of number two. And it was whatever. It was fine. It wasn't a big deal. But I got so upset over it. So upset. The the guest list in the seating chart was just really difficult. And it's also really difficult to tell mm-hmm. your parents and your partner's parents no. 
Yes. Um, about people on the list, especially if they're contributing any money to the mm-hmm. wedding. You want to make sure that, like, they feel like they're being honored. Yeah. Um, and so it was hard to say no to, like, you know, I'm like, I haven't seen that relative in six years. Yeah. You know? I think for both of us, the guest list was a really hard part. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think for everybody, it's a really hard part. I mean, there were people at both my wedding and your wedding who, like, we had never met before. Yeah. Like, they were people from our partner side or, you know. I don't think Kyle had really anyone like that because I just told my parents straight out no. Yeah. I was like, sorry, you can have, like, one friend. Yeah. Or, like, if they're family friends who I want to be there, yeah. like – of course, I'm going to invite them because that's going to enhance my experience. But, like, your friends who I don't really know, like, sorry, they don't need to see me, like, cry and pledge my eternal love to Kyle. Like, that's not something I care about. So that was something that was really hard for me. Like, yeah. just accepting that there are going to be people who I have never met before seeing me, like, cry and talk about how Kyle's, like, my soulmate and, yeah. like, make that eternal pledge to him. Well, and also drawing the line for plus ones is another battle because once you figure out the list then it's like okay you know this person lives with their partner of course I'm gonna invite their partner especially since we're both in our 20s I feel like a lot of our friends aren't married Mm -hmm. and so they don't understand like the etiquette that comes with weddings yeah especially a lot of Kyle's friends and I think a lot of Steven's friends so how did you handle it because what I did is I said anyone who's in a relationship that has been in a relate that is in a relationship when we send out the invitations which was what like three four months before totally invite their person by name not plus mm-hmm. one because then if they break up it's not like you just get to bring someone else yeah um and we did have a few couples break up where mm-hmm. then they were like can I bring someone else and I'm like no sorry yeah. you know sorry um also anyone who was coming s- as a single and like didn't have a significant other who wasn't coming in a group yeah um so like my whole group of like girlfriends from high school I didn't need to give them plus ones because either they were in a committed relationship or they were excited to be coming as a group mm-hmm. um if I had like a single like one single friend from like a different group or from work or from some sort of you know activity I gave them a plus one they could bring their mom their friend their you know person they just met whoever they wanted because yeah. I wanted them to feel comfortable um but we had someone text us the night before the wedding like literally we got home from our rehearsal dinner all nice like setting everything out for the next day who's like hey it's cool if I bring someone tomorrow right no it's not cool and it yeah they especially you guys had what like a three course dinner for everyone and with a seating we had given our final guest count a week before yeah I I it's just not acceptable I don't know I think for sure my hardest thing was like with wedding planning was people accepting my kind of like weird choices that Mm -hmm. we had because we had a very like irregular like atypical wedding you guys had like like an indie wedding yeah we like got married in a theater which was like amazing I tell everyone I'm like I have never seen a wedding that was more right for the people getting married than you guys because you had Skylar did all the lighting design it was beautiful and my friend Zach helped me which is very sweet I feel like that's like the true testament of trusting someone is like lighting design is my thing so to be like can you please help me you had like a stage manager instead of a wedding planner yeah you had these beautiful fairy lights all over the stage it was so truly and authentically you guys yeah. But I could see how some people who are, like, very traditionalist, well, this is how a wedding is supposed to happen. It was, like, every decision we made was, like, tested by someone. Like, we did, like, a food truck that had, like, veggie burgers and regular burgers. And, like, we didn't have – like, we had cocktail tables and we had – we made sure that there were enough 
seats for like people who were over a certain age well and there were seats in the theater yeah if someone needed to sit they could go sit in the theater seriously and so but like the idea of like having a food truck and like not really having appetizers other than like french fries and i think we did like a side salad or something that you could order i don't even really remember i didn't eat on my wedding day which is like (laughs) another bad thing um but or like i was barefoot for my wedding yeah and like every single like wedding dress fitting every single time I would like be in a store with like one of my female relatives or one of Kyle's female relatives they'd be like look at these stiletto heels don't you just think that you'll feel more feminine if this that and the other and I was like no I have anxiety and I want to feel grounded like also I'm in a theater like I'm not in the woods like they're there are no hazards. They're going to sweep the stage before and you're fine. Yeah. So I got like little like white toms that I could wear for like our outdoor photos mm-hmm. and then was just barefoot the whole time. But so I feel like every little decision like that was like questioned by everyone. Yeah. And it's really hard because it's like, hey, we're paying to throw this party and you're invited. So like I understand that you want to have a fun time and you want like the people that you're inviting to have a fun time, but also like. It's our party and we're paying for it. So, yeah. like, if I want to be barefoot, I can be barefoot. Well, also, you being barefoot doesn't affect anyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. But I feel like weddings bring out, like, the weird side in people. They do. They, but they also bring out, like, it, it shows you who really has your back. Yeah. Like, you, I, on my wedding day, my curls started to fall out. Mm-hmm. Like, halfway through photos and Skylar and my friends Emily and Elena the twins they literally like ran to their cars grabbed their curling irons like plugged them in we're like doing my hair really really quick yeah like it shows you who's there in the tough times totally I mean I like that I'm like really really like they're there for me in adversity when my curls were falling out (laughs) but seriously like I was feeling like a little sick after my wedding and my friend Brett and Jessica and a girl named Grace all were like with me in the parking lot making sure that like I wasn't sick. Yeah. So do, do we want to talk about the actual wedding day and what things went great and what things didn't go as well as we Yeah, could? for sure. Okay. So my first thing is... Do the, we want to talk about the bad things and then end on the good things? Oh, yeah, And then yeah. we can go into advice. That's a good idea. So I feel like the bad things are kind of funnier. That, that's true. Okay. Um, morning of the wedding, I made, I made the most ridiculous packing list you've ever seen for Stephen and I. It was like, this is going in this bag. This is going to the hotel. Like, I had everything down to a science. Stephen forgot his tux. Typical Stephen. He was driving over <laughs> to his parents' house in the morning to have breakfast and realized that he forgot his tux. It was fine. He it had enough time to go back and get it. It was just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, also, he completely forgot to do his hair. Like, didn't put gel in it. Didn't have anything done with it. He was about to walk down the aisle, and he looks in the mirror, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I never did my hair. And just, like, put some water in it, and that was it. But it was – I legitimately didn't notice. Um, Our flower petals. We totally forgot to book flower petals. Like, when we did all the florist stuff. Oh. And our wedding planner came to us. Or we didn't have a wedding planner, but we had a day of coordinator. Mm-hmm. Came to us and was like – hey um or she didn't even come to me she didn't even bother me with it she went to like you and my mom and she was like hey so the florist says that you guys never paid for flower petals but we're gonna take care of it and so they just like went down the street to a florist and got flower petals yeah no big deal um your photo booth oh my gosh i don't even know if i can talk about is it still too soon no you if i'm gonna talk about like drinking too much at my wedding you can talk about your photo booth at your wedding so we weren't going to do a photo booth. And then, because we were really, really strapped for cash, we had, like, spent everything, you know, that we had allocated on the wedding. And, like, a month before, I found a Groupon deal for a photo booth that was, like, 60% off. It was going to be, like, 250 bucks for, like, a mm-hmm. four-hour photo booth. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's just do it. 
So we paid for this package that came with like custom prints and different backdrops. And it said like your attendant will be like dressed in wedding attire. The photo booth guy shows up 45 minutes late. He's in a white like wife beater. Not a wife beater. It was like a t-shirt. I shouldn't I shouldn't dramatize it with like a ketchup stain on the front that he he I never want to be rude because I'm sure he was a perfectly nice guy. But for my wedding, he was dressed like a gas station attendant. Yeah. And he was wearing like a trucker hat that said like Bud Light on it. And the photo booth machine broke. It never worked. They didn't make custom strips. And he was being really rude to anyone who went over there to try to to take a photo. And he was like demand like literally Steven and I hadn't even ate, eaten yet. And he was like demanding his vendor meal to like my wedding coordinator. He was like, where's my meal? And she's like, it's literally four o'clock. Like, they haven't even eaten yet. Um, and I was really embarrassed by that. That was like, the the only thing about my wedding that I genuinely was like, this should have been different. Because like I said, yeah. the other things that went wrong, they were fine. You know, we worked it out. Um, but that one was really hard for me to swallow. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about it for a long time. Um, also, another thing that was pretty easy to fix, my dress started to rip on the hem Mm. because we were dancing I had like a big ball gown everyone was stepping on it and after about 30 minutes of dancing I got a little upset and Steven and I had walked away and he looked at me and he's like hey you can either get upset about your dress and stop dancing or you can go rip it to shreds on the dance floor and have a good time because you're never going to wear it again and I was like I'm going to do the second one and I went my dress was all ripped who cares I had a great time yeah so glad I made that decision also, I feel like another funny thing that we've discussed before is people, like, bringing big camcorders or, like, digital cameras and documenting your wedding, but then, like, they don't post it anywhere. One of our guests uh, was on the aisle seat of the, like, me walking down the aisle holding, like, an 80s camera, like, camcorder. And in the sweet photos of my dad and I walking down the aisle, my dad's like crying. There's just a big hand with like an old camcorder. And so we photoshopped it out of the photos. But we never saw that footage. Like Like, what? Where did it go? Why did it like talk about like not being in the moment? I feel like like we talked about earlier, like like baby boomers do like kind of crap on millennials sometimes about like being on their phones and like not being present which I think is valid but also like why do you need to bring a camcorder to someone's wedding what like unless you like you are the videographer and like are going to like make a video out of it or like send it to them or post it on Facebook or do anything with it I think it comes from an era when people didn't do videographers yeah and now but now it's like but he never offered to send it to you yeah like he didn't like send you like a VHS tape (laughs) no it's so funny. Also, I feel like this episode's really funny because, like, the people who were at our weddings are probably going to be listening to this. Oh, gosh. So I feel like we're kind of so having sorry. to, like, dance around and yeah. not say the specifics. I really don't want to poop on anyone. <laughs> I really don't want to poop on anyone. Um, but also, like, that's what, I mean, we're unfiltered. Yeah. Like, that's our that's podcast. We're talking about the best and worst parts of our wedding day. All right. Do you want to talk? I think that was all the bad stuff that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say your bad things? Okay, so first of all, I didn't eat anything my entire wedding day. Like, I just was too busy. I have anxiety. Like, it just, anytime anyone offered me anything, I was like, I'll literally throw it right up. Like, I just, there's no way I can hold that down. I'm so anxious. I'm going to be physically sick. Like, I couldn't handle it. But then, everyone was giving me alcohol all day, and I got very inebriated. And also, 
I think the problem is that people give you the alcohol that they associate with you. Yeah. So I think people who actually know me were handing me like Pacificos and like light beers. And then people who think that they know me were handing me rosé because I feel like I seem like I'm a rosé person, which like sometimes I am, but not all the time. Yeah. And then people who didn't know me or like older people were giving me like lots and lots of champagne. So even if I was like, okay – I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to go dance. People would, like, bring champagne out on the floor and, like, insist that I take it. And I fully blame Steven for that. <laughs> I Steven, also blame Steven, Steven every So Skylar would, like, someone would give Skylar a drink. She would hand it to me and he'd be like, hey, can you go put this down? I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. And then Steven would see Skylar empty-handed and be like, the bride doesn't have a drink. And Steven had been also, drinking. Also, wasn't Steven, like, doing shots downstairs with In people? the groomsmen suite? <laughs> yep. Yep, with your dad. I mean, like my dad. Yeah. Steven and Eric, like, hit it off at the wedding. Oh, we stand. <laughs> we stand queen. So, so Skylar drank more than she expected. Yeah, which was, like, a bummer. But also, I think it let me, like, be a little looser than yeah. I usually would be. Because you get stressed. I get really stressed. So I do think it de-stressed me. Also, I planned so many, like, fun things for our wedding that were kind of stressful to actually set up right so I felt like I was able to be surprised by them a lot more yeah like for our exit instead of doing like rice or a tunnel or you know what people normally do we got a bunch of snow machines which was so sweet and then we played from now on from the greatest showman but I had completely forgotten that that was going to happen so I was just like dancing my little heart away and then all of a sudden from now on starts to come on and I'm like oh this is my jam. This is so special. And then it starts snowing in a theater and my mind was just like blown. Blown. Like it just was like the greatest thing ever. So there are like pros to drinking on your wedding day. I just think if you're drinking, also eat. Also, we spent so many hours and so much money on like the food truck and like our appetizers and everything and like got special like vegetarian burgers and I didn't even eat one yeah never got to enjoy the fruits of my labor yeah one of the things I liked about having a sweetheart table is that no one could really bother us yeah because like we had our food like I got to eat we also set like a very strict drink minimum Stephen and I were like we're gonna or maximum we're like we're gonna have two drinks each one during dinner, one during dancing, that's it. Yeah. Um. But I think it's good to, like, at least have that conversation before. Because mm-hmm. you knew going into your wedding that you were going to drink. You had yeah. always said that. You are like, oh, yeah. I'm-, I'm like, it's a party. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's whatever. But I think the problem wasn't, I don't think I got any drinks for myself the entire nope. night. I think it's because I, like, am out on the dance floor and everyone just kept handing them to me. And if I put it down, someone else would hand them to me. Yeah. So it's partially my fault, but also, like... At some point, like, you can't just keep setting down champagne. Yeah. You have to, like, drink it and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, I would say the other negative part of my wedding was I had a lot of family drama. Um, So some of it I, like, won't get into. But I think that also, I mean, I had posted, like, our schedule for the day on, like, a giant poster board. Or not poster board. Like, a giant easel frame, like, at the front of the theater. Like, mm-hmm. We are going to have, like, the ceremony. Then we're going to have family photos. While that's happening, we're going to have cocktail hour. Then speeches are happening. Then this, then that, then the other. And people just completely ignored it. But then we're also, like, really surprised when Kyle went off, Kyle and I went off and took, like, bridal photos. Which is very normal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you take bridal photos during, during cocktail, cocktail hour. hour. That's like, kind that's... of, like, the purpose of cocktail hour. So Kyle and I got back and... Some family members had been texting you and, like, bothering you, being like, where are Skylar and Kyle? People are leaving. It's a disaster. And I got back and got 
talked to sternly by a certain family member and they were like people are leaving what is going on this is so unorganized when really everyone that i knew was still there yeah everyone i knew was drinking and talking to each other we were gone for maybe 25 30 minutes taking bridal photos which is very normal yeah so family can be hard i definitely had to like uninvite some people from my wedding which was also just like so dramatic and like unnecessary well and i think for you it's hard because you always want to be accommodating Mm -hmm. but i think one of the most important things to remember about your wedding is is having someone there going to give you extra anxiety is someone is having someone there going to make your wedding experience worse if there's like a family member or a family friend or someone on your spouse's side that's like abusive or awful or like will cause you any sort of distraction on your wedding day I can wholeheartedly say do not invite them you were so much better off not inviting that person yes I think your wedding day was you you never had to worry no you never had to stress you didn't have to worry that you know someone was going to cause a scene yeah um and I've gone through so many life events with that person there where they've made not only me uncomfortable but so many other people uncomfortable and not having them there that day didn't think about them once it was like the greatest thing ever so if there is someone that you're like going to be emotionally distressed or is going to make you not enjoy that day because they're there like people will forgive you and that was a hard decision for you but you made the right decision yeah um so do we want to talk about the positives yeah okay do you want to start off so my favorite moment from my entire wedding was um what two moments and they're both just like Stephen and I kind of reflecting was um our pastor at one point during the ceremony was like look out at this room full of people that love you and we like looked out and I was like scanning the room seeing everyone and my cousin Carter was holding bruiser because my dogs were in my wedding and he picked up her little paw and waved it at me I never heard that before (laughs) that's so sweet it was so sweet it literally like like seeing all of these people who I love so much be there for me mm-hmm. and then Bruiser's little paw was so oh. sweet um and then also uh at one point during the reception Stephen and I took a moment to just step out of the dance floor we went out like back where the ceremony ceremony was and like looked at everyone dancing and we just had like a five minute moment where we just like hugged each other and like said that we loved each other and we were so happy and like looked at all of our family and friends like dancing and celebrating us and it was having those little moments of reflection I think makes the day go by slower when you get wrapped up in everything it can go by really really fast but taking those moments for just the two of you is really really special yeah um also my dad's toast I think I mean like I loved your toast of course (laughs) don't don't think I didn't but my my dad is you know well my favorite part was everyone's toast except for Sierra yeah thanks bitch (laughs) (laughs) no I I loved the toast Skylar's toast was so sweet um Stephen's friend Carson's toast was really sweet and my dad's toast was like so 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 heartfelt um what were some of my other favorite moments um I really loved my dance with my dad Mm -hmm. um we choreographed it so that was really fun I really loved my dance with Steven that was another really fun part um I really loved um just kind of going with the flow which is a hard thing for me to do because I'm very planned out but even at one point like the dance floor was popping and the wedding coordinator came up to me and was like hey it's time to do the cake cut like let's cut the music and have everyone go over there and I was just like no I don't want to do a cake cut and they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, let's just let everyone keep dancing and Stephen and I will cut the cake and take a photo and then go back on the dance floor. And we did that and I'm so glad we did. Yeah. That was a lot of moments. I only thought about like two in <laughs> prep of this. So it's fine. I'll like 
go off, but I might not have that many because I just haven't thought about it. Um, I think for sure my favorite moment of the whole night was when, like I've said before, I have anxiety. That should be like the name of the podcast. I have anxiety. It would just be I have anxiety. Um, But so I was super nervous when we were up on stage doing our vows because I feel like vows are usually like a nerve wracking thing. But since we like literally had theatrical lights on us and I couldn't like look out and see everyone. And you wrote your own vows. Steven and I didn't. Because so I it thought like it would be too emotional. Very, like, heartfelt and scary, and I was, like, shaking, but, like, also very into it. Yeah. Um, but so my stepdad actually, like, officiated our wedding, because we're, like, not religious. We didn't have, like, a pastor or a priest or whoever. Um, but so he, like, t- told us to, like, close our eyes and, like, take a moment and, like, really just, like know that we're never going to be in this moment again mm. which I like literally grounded me so much I remember like I saw like a single tear co- like coming down my cheek and I looked up and Stephen was looking at me and was, was like say, yeah Stephen always <laughs> says that like he saw your facial expression completely change totally. like you were like kind of anxious and like stressed and tight and then like you had that moment of closing your eyes and you open your eyes and you were like a new person well even like literally when we were going out on stage so if you're not a theater person you probably don't understand what I'm saying but so we had like fly rail cues so like pre-show we had a bunch of lights in and then when someone walked out like these lights were supposed to go up and these lights were supposed to come in and then when another person walked out like there were multiple things that were supposed to happen and I was about to walk on stage and I realized that like half of the lights that were supposed to be on stage weren't on stage and I knew the crew so I was just like okay like when I walk out like just bring this in like it'll just be like a moment it'll be a thing so I felt like even up until the very last second I was having to like direct things because the person who was like coordinating wasn't doing that as much as I thought they were going to Mm -hmm. and so even up until the last second I was like this is this needs to change please whatever and so it was nice to have that moment of like hey we're here the wedding is all just kind of hubbub like this is like our marriage it's me and Kyle I don't need to worry about like the random people um and then also I I really love me and my dad's father-daughter dance or me and my stepdad's I think that that was another thing that people going into it were like because we didn't do a mother-father dance or mother-son dance Mm -hmm. and then me and my stepdad's dance was literally to Bon Jovi but it was perfect and it was like a cheesy choreographed like fun thing but like that's what him and I would do when I was a kid it was like we would like like that was my first concert like him Mm -hmm. and I going to Bon Jovi like we would like jump around on the couch I loved it it was was so much fun we had moving lights everywhere we and then also during that I had a belt on and someone in my family had altered the belt because they didn't think that I was the size that I actually was so it was a little like jerry-rigged and so it popped off during the dance I literally picked it up and like was swinging it around and like that might be my favorite part of my wedding day because I felt like that was the one moment where I just was like something went wrong I'm just gonna swing it above my head and it's gonna be fun and like your first That's- look was also very sweet. See, I I don't I it was sweet, but also I just felt like with all the photographers and videographers, I liked the moments that I felt like no one was watching me in, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that like I don't know. I mean, we had two videographers and two photographers and then like a bunch of people all around us all yeah. the time. So I felt like there were some moments 
where I didn't want to feel like there was an expectation for how I was going to react or how Kyle was going to react. So I like those like smaller moments of like you and I in the dressing room right before we like went on and you were like, hey, this is your wedding day. Like just a reminder, like let's just be here. Like these are your last minutes without being married. Like I think for me it was just all the little moments throughout the day where I got to have like a one-on-one with someone like even like you and my mom and Jessica and Taylor seeing me for the first time in my dress I like there's like a video of you being like you look beautiful or I forget what you're saying or like you say I'm so happy for you and like I think happy for you but I think like all those little moments where it's less about like the spectacle lights camera action less about like let's get the shot or is everyone happy and it's like hey we had structured the speeches so that, like, the heavy hitters or the ones that I thought were going to be, like, extra emotional were kind of spaced out with, like, the silly ones. Yeah. So I thought, like, Stephen and my little sister, who's, like, 13, would be kind of, like, the silly, funny, light ones. And she went up there, and it was just, like, everyone was sobbing. It was honestly one of the most beautiful speeches I've ever heard. Like, one of my favorite things she said in it was she was, like, like, let's be honest, like, Skylar isn't the best sister, but she is the best sister for me. And Stephen was writing a best man speech a couple months later. And he was like, I really like that. Maybe I could work that in. He but did. it doesn't work as well when you're like, let's be honest, you're not the best friend. But you're the best friend for me. Yeah, it does <laughs> like, not work as well. it has to well. be with family. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, like, finding those little moments throughout the day is the most important thing. And if you're planning a wedding, don't let people push you around about the guest list. Yep. And don't get too wrapped up in, like, all the hubbub of everything. Remember that, like, it's about you and your partner getting married and try and make the day as, like, true to you as you can, you know? Retweet. And yeah. All right. I think we're going to skip advice for this podcast because we've already gone for a long time and we both are on a really packed schedule today. Yeah. Um, But we will be back to the normal advice, you know, kind of structure to the podcast next week. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.